0: Time!
1: Hi, everyone and welcome to the Dodging Sleep podcast. My name is Ian Carlson and wherever and whenever you're listening to us I hope you're having a very pleasant day. We're recording this on the 20th of June and on this day in Dodgers history back in 2008 in recognition of their significant contribution to the community the Dodgers became the first sports franchise to be honored by the Hollywood Historic Trust and the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce. So in English that means they get a star on the Walk of Fame in LA. What a great achievement. Um, joining me this week we've got Ian Blees. How are you doing Ian?
2: Really good. Just made it back in time. I've been playing in a softball tournament all day today. Um, so yeah made it back about 15 minutes ago. Um, got to the final and lost. So I'm hoping the Dodgers are going to cheer me up uh, the, the, uh, a little bit later on. There the wasn't season.
1: somebody behind the scenes banning a <laughs> trash can was there?
2: No, it's it's one of those ones where uh, uh, yeah, we, we played really well all day. Um, we came up against a, we can't argue with it. Came up against a really good team that played that played really uh, well on the you know in, in the final. Oh, um, uh, yeah, never mind. It was, it was some good games today. So good fun. Good stuff. But, good uh, stuff.
1: We've also got, we got Leon, who is behind the scenes as ever, doing all the magic and the technical wizardry and the editing. Um, we don't have with us this week Adam Legg. Ad, it's Adam's birthday, so warm wishes, Adam. Hope you're having a great time. I think you're out on some uh, some surprise celebratory meal, but I hope you're having a great time. Um, and then we also have a special guest with us this week. So we've got Brian Kendall joining us. Hi, Brian, do you want to introduce yourself and
0: say yeah. say a few words? Yeah, uh, good evening, gentlemen. Thank you so much for letting me on to your... Wonderful podcast! This is an honor, and I'm so pleased to, to see that we've got some fan content now for for us Dodgers Dodgers fans in the UK. Uh, fantastic! Yeah, I've been a Dodgers fan since well 1977, would you believe? So, um, I'm now mid 50s. I think we'll leave it at that. Um, so yeah, it's been a, it's been an interesting interesting journey from from there to here. I mean. Uh, I don't know if you wanted to discuss just quickly about how I got into it. Please, please into do. Ill. Love, love uh, to hear well, it. Well, picture, 1970s Britain, bit dour, a bit brown, bit, <laughs> not a lot going on. Um, if you see any sort of footage on TV, pictures from that area, you'll, you'll, you'll get what I mean. Uh, and my 11-year-old self didn't really like football, rugby, cricket, the traditional games. I just, turning about baseball just sort of piqued my interest. And I didn't really know much about the teams, other than the, uh, actually other than the, the New York Yankees and Babe Ruth, they're the only ones I'd heard of. But a late uncle of mentioned there was a team called the Brooklyn Dodgers, and I thought, oh, that sounds interesting. So I, I sort of kept that in the back of my head and thought, oh, Brooklyn Dodgers, I remember that. But I started to, to sort of do a bit more research as you could in those days. There wasn't any access to baseball on TV in the newspapers, no internet, of course. Um, I, th- I think I was reading a. a it might have been a DC or a Marvel comic on the back of it had some uh, pictures of uh, baseball cards and I was immediately drawn to one particular card and it was uh, the Don Sutton card and I thought ah and I just saw the script on his shirt that said Dodgers and I saw the LA and I thought yeah this is the team for me so basically Don Sutton I think he's a real touchstone for me because he's the first baseball player or Dodgers player that I'd I'd heard of and um, it's obviously quite sort of poignant that. Obviously him and Tommy Lasorda are, are being celebrated this year as they've as unfortunately passed away. So <clears throat> he was the introduction. Uh, and from there, I, I thought I really wanted to learn more about the game. I wanted to play the game as well. So I wrote off to the various board clubs, including the Dodgers. And surprisingly, they actually sent me feedback and um, booklets and um, programmes and all the rest of it. And from there, I was just obsessed, absolutely obsessed, uh, I've been a Dodgers fan ever since. Uh, i remember sitting late at night uh, in 1981, uh, probably about two a.m., listening to the, the game six of the '81 World Series, and the Dodgers beat finally beat the Yankees <laughs> after all that time. I mean, '77 and '78. I mean that that Dodgers team for all, any sort of uh, younger listeners, really, really good, really, really good side uh, back back in that day. So Tommy Order was. That was his second year in management because he took over from Walter Alston, who had been there since the 90s. Well, he was managing the Brooklyn Dodgers back in the day. So that's how long he was there. And then Lasorda was there from 76 to 96. So, again, I mean, what an achievement. But this, I mean, this side was up against some really good teams. I mean, we talk, we're talking about back then, no expansion. Uh, the American League and the National League was just, just the two divisions, just the East and the West. And like in uh, the Cincinnati Reds were fantastic um, earlier on in the mid 70s, the Oakland days they were in their pump. The Dodgers had a fantastic team that are not that particularly had an infield, which stayed together for nine years. So uh, Steve Garvey at first base, David Lopes at second, Bill Russell at short, and Ron Say at third. Fantastic outfield, Dusty Baker, who we all know, uh, quite a quite successful manager, controversial manager as well. Rick Monday, of course, who's a broadcaster, and Reggie Smith. Um, and then pitching, uh, oh sorry, Valenzuela later on, uh, but Don Sutton, of course, Burt Hooten. Really, really good teams, but they were up, Just, just happened, they happened to just walk into a, a period where the Yankees suddenly had a resurgence under Billy Martin and Reggie Jackson, who we probably all heard about, mm-hmm. Mr. October, and he just killed our pitching and we've always had this, since our New York days, we had this thing with, with the Yankees. I mean, they really had our number. You know, they, I mean, we only won one World Series when we were in Brooklyn. So, you know, we really owed them. And when we finally won in 81, it was just, I was elated at last, you know, we'd been who? I mean, the Giants weren't relevant. I mean, honestly, they weren't. They weren't. I mean, they were the, always our hated rivals, but they were rubbish um, in, that, in, that, in that period. I mean, they played in candlestick, for God's sake. You know, a dump of a place, and they'll even they'll admit that. Um, and I was just, so, I was so fully into it by then. But of course, I never got to see any of these players play. It wasn't on TV. I heard a bit on American Forces Red. That was the only, that was the only access I got. So I never saw any of these classic Dodgers players from that period, in so the seventies and eighties, until that YouTube or. Or oh, there was a there was a company um called Pontel that would uh, do VHS video. So I started to see Dodgers in action probably into the in the late 80s, early 90s So that was my first actual experience of seeing the Dodgers, um those particular players uh, from that period on TV. And again, it was fantastic. I mean, and also hearing Vin Scully. I mean, amazing. I mean, the guy's just well, he's just as important as Koufax, Lasorda, um, Jackie. You know he's just, he's up there for me. Um I mean it's really weird. I mean after eighty eight I mean talk about contrasting um teams. I mean you you could you could roll off the fantastic names in the 81 team. But if you look at the 88 Dodgers, I mean there's a real make make weight, you know, hustle and bustle side. Not, you know, on paper, absolutely no they were given no chance to beat the Oakland Athletics and, and they pulled it off. I mean that was you know that was I think that was the sword probably greatest achievement. I think getting that group of players to, to come out and, and beat, I mean, a brilliant Oakland A's side. I mean, amazing. I mean, obviously we'd all seen the Kirk Gibson home run. I mean, her that carried, carried the team. Um, but after that, it really was a fallow by Dodgers standards, really fallow period. I mean, I, I actually went to my first Dodgers game in 92. I mean, that's an awful, awful team. And they finished rock bottom of the NL West. Uh, that year, um, I happened to be in, actually, one of the games that was out on a Sunday, on a Sunday there was an, an earthquake, so that was probably the most memorable thing, <laughs> rather than the baseball. Um, but it was just really good to actually go, finally go there, um, to Dodger Stadium. And obviously then it was just, again, that long period of just nothing. And then getting to the playoffs, um, I don't know if any of you guys have read the Molly Knight um, book about... Yes. Uh, uh, I really would recommend, I mean, the, 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 I think was really fascinating, not so much about the team, but but the the McCaw era is really interesting. Ha- what state that the club had got into uh, under his, like, tenure. I mean, we're nearly bankrupt. I mean, thank God for Guggenheim coming in and, and to saving us. And this is the other thing, I think we get we don't get enough respect. I think we really were under the cosh. I mean, they cut, slashed the budgets, international scouting, you name it. And we still managed to get into into, into in illicit in playoff position under those constraints. Um, so I think you know it's and also I think you can talk about the money, the money side of it, but I think we built our success through hard work, through the farm system. And I think um, I think that gets overlooked, don't you think? That gets overlooked. And it's like, oh yeah, the Dodgers will just throw money at it all. But I think we've gone back to the way we were. Work- uh, not the same. Like when the O'Malley's owned the the Dodgers, it was a family sort of family owned, but board club. But I think some of those values have have returned about you know uh, it just building it from the from the bottom up. And I think you know and, and all credit to Andrew Friedman and to and to the Dodgers for you know doing that. And it, it was paid off, isn't it?
1: absolutely and I, and I think it's a very easy easy accusation just to just throw at the Dodgers or you just you just buy your way to success and 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 later on in the pod when we when we talk about Walker Bueller in particular we'll be we'll be talking about somebody who's clearly not been sort of bought in in that way um that's a fascinating fascinating um story and introduction to to your life um following the Dodgers and 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 77 yeah I can vaguely remember 77 back in britain and, and yes the thought of switching to um to american sport and particularly in la um would would be would be really really appealing but 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 thank you for that that's really Are fascinating you're welcome. But well, like um,
0: I said, there's more boring stories if you want to hear oh, Well, no,
1: we'll get you back in a few, uh, I mean, you can do the later years and, and all sorts, yeah. It'd be, be fascinating to get more insights. Oh, I'd love to, yeah. I've, I've, I've just, all, yeah. I mean, that, that's what the, the, the pod is about. It's, you know, the the, the UK take on, on the Dodgers. So, so some of us have, you know picked it up relatively recently but to have that longevity and to be able to talk about it and from a uk perspective is is, is what we're all about so that's great it's worth a
0: look back it really is some of those teams are really really good
1: yeah and yeah, you know, absolutely.
0: they really were good but some, sometimes they just didn't get the success but now i think we were, uh, we're definitely heading in the right direction and long may that continue.
1: Um, mm. And and speaking of success in the right direction, let's 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 do our recap on on last week since we last podded. And I'm going to go to Ian because because not only did Ian um, get the right uh, the right prediction, I think you even predicted the right one that we would lose, sitting there with a big grin on your face. There, I can see. So, what's what's, what's your take on the week?
2: Well, I mean, it's. <laughs> It's exactly what I expected, you know. I mean, I've, I've not been right many times on the predictions. Um, I'm usually a little bit too optimistic. But looking at the people, looking at the teams we were we were facing, looking at the uh, pitchers in particular that we were facing, I just felt like, yeah, we've got most of these in the bag. And the one that I was concerned about, and it's rare that a team wins every game in a week. The one that I was concerned about um, was...
1: Uh, it was Wheeler yeah Wheeler against Kershaw that, yeah, oh exactly. yes
0: yeah.
2: yeah yeah he's been pitching really pitching really well uh, so Wheeler has been pitching really well in recent weeks and I just fancied that, um, that, that that if we were going to lose a game in the week and we usually do it was most likely to be that one so never pleased to see us lose um, but relatively happy that we've won four lost one um, and that I was able to predict the right one so yeah on to on, on to more next week
1: absolutely yeah yeah um yeah i suspect when we get to the end of this pod and we're talking about the predictions for the week ahead it will be a a more interesting discussion maybe than 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 last time given given the the relative um opposition um right um we were going to talk very briefly about just a bit of news and transactions um so we've got dennis santana going out to the rangers and in return we've got kelvin um Batista coming coming back in um I mean it's made a little bit of the news because I think Santana's got a little bit of a a bit of a cult following in some quarters and certainly on Twitter but um um but I'll be perfectly honest uh, and certainly having read some of the U.S. uh, news reports um and there was something from the the last word on sports website where they're talking about Chris Wood for the, the Rangers and and the uh, the the line about him signing Santana. He's been scrambling scrambling round for ideas to make the team better, and nothing has helped thus far. Which which sort of if ever there was a phrase of damning with faint praise, that that feels like it in terms of going for Santana. But Brian, have you got any thoughts on the on the on the the moves this week?
0: Yeah, uh, what I saw of Santana, I, I, I quite liked. I just saw definitely saw potential in him. I think just the way that, 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 I don't know what you think. I just, he looked, so he had something about him. So I'm a little bit surprised, but I mean, I trust the front office to, to you know, they know what they're doing. Um, and I think we've got plenty of requisite pieces. Um, again, yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll always go with, you know, it, it's, not like, uh, it's not like, it's not like, it's not like Pedro Martinez, is it? <laughs> Being traded away, lest we forget, lest we forget that one um oh well, no you never know it could be the next pet no you won't i'm sure but <laughs> um no yeah i, I, I yeah I, I don't really know what we're getting
1: no i mean it's interesting the the mlb trade rumors website uses almost the same just the same words to describe both both santana and batista in that both in both it says um questioning their well uh santano's is questioning his command and Batista uh, subpar command, so um, we might be one in, one out. Who knows? Um, Ian, have you got um, you got any thoughts on on those two moves at all? I
2: mean, it's a shame to see Santana go. Obviously, we spoke about it on one of the first pods that we did, uh, and we uh, we're all we're, we were all fans of his, and we all sort of questioned whether he whether well, whether he would have a place in the in the lineup. And I think what it, what's come what it's probably come down to is 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 a conversation although he's under control he probably wants to be playing more um, and I imagine that we've probably traded for someone who isn't who doesn't think they're MLB ready yet um, but I know nothing about Kelvin Batista um, you know um, I, I think it could be a good move for San and it could be a good move for the Dodgers um, I, d- I don't think necessarily Batista's is going to come in and, and, and set the world alight but I think potentially with the pitching that we have, that Santana probably did need to move on if he wants to be pitching in MLB at the moment. Um, so good luck to him. Um, he's he, he's always come across uh, incredibly, uh, incredibly professional. He's always looked like he has the potential to, to make the step up, but he actually never quite has. Now, he's still young. He's still got time to do it. And more playing time in the majors, which he will inevitably get playing for a team as bad as the Rangers. Um, it can only be a good thing for him. I just, you know, I just hope he's got the the defense behind him to.
1: Yeah, uh, we, I think you're right. We, destroy we, his confidence. I, I think you're right. When you, it doesn't matter what walk of life you're in, if you're trying to build a career, you want some experience and you want to have, have a go. And 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 you're right. I think he'll get more experience going there. And um, you know, we wish him all the best um another another name just to talk about this time round is is steven Sousa junior who's um made a reappearance after his shocking well the, the 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 description of the injury on wikipedia from 2019 just goes covers almost two or three lines of text it goes on and on it's so long in terms of what he tore and what he ripped and what wasn't where it was supposed to be and all the rest of it so um if, if ever there was a de- definition of potentially career ending that sounds like it um and and he's and he's and he's back and um, you know he's played for a few teams in his career but he's but he's now with us so um have either of you got any thoughts on 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 him and well, you know when we when we see the return from injuries is he going to disappear or do we think he's somebody who could um could stick around for a bit
0: I think it's hard to, to tell at this early stage but I think it's fantastic when you, these stories that's what I love baseball you know there's always a, a, a reclamation project out there. Um, and when you see someone coming back from that, and then having success, it's wonderful. You, just the reaction of all the players in the dugout, and his reaction, to yeah, the emotion of that, you know, it says it all. I mean, I it's think it's such a unique game. The grind of it, you know, the, 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 the injuries that people that, that all major leaguers get, um, and slumps and everything else. It, it's I just think that that proves that there's still something to this game. And um, if you can't be, you can't be po-faced and cynical about everything. I mean, I think some people get, oh, you could take it far too seriously or just, just look at the, look at the hard, the hard stats, but sometimes it's the human stories that, that, that make the game what it is. So I think brilliant, good for him. And you know, hope hope there's more success and you can always deal with a deep bench. Uh, absolutely. And,
1: and, you know, looking back at the stats, um, If I look back at his twenty seventeen season, so we we all know in most sports, you know, it takes you a few seasons to get going. So twenty seventeen, he'd been in the major leagues for that was his what fourth year. His his on base percentage was was better than a certain Mookie Betts his slugging percentage was better than a certain Mookie Betts and his OPS was better than a certain Mookie Betts so he um he certainly has the potential if he can if he can stay injury free um I agree with you I think having some some depth on the bench is is a good thing um while we're talking about um injuries or injured people um Ian it looks as though the news is is getting more positive about some of our guys with with Bellinger and Muncie both expected back um possibly in time for the Padres um, series um, and Seager we're now looking at maybe mid July. So not as far off as perhaps originally feared. Um, what are your thoughts on, what are your thoughts on that?
2: Uh, I mean, if you look at the the season that we've been able to have in terms of wins and losses while dealing with these injuries, Bellinger has barely played um uh, we've all spoken that we think um that we think um bets is dealing with something because he hasn't been um the same player uh, as he as he has been throughout his career um Muncie was was Muncie and Trish taylor to a certain extent were carrying the team and then Muncy gets injured uh, i spoke last week and i thought that i was worried about with 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 it, it being an oblique uh, injury but uh, looking like he's back for, for the Padre series, hopefully. Um and obviously the news on Seager is big. Um it creates interesting good problems um on the on the defence side of it because Lux has probably been a better shortstop uh, than Seager has. Um, and you've got all star um future all star Chris Taylor, uh who is gonna have to start Finding a finding a way finding more creative ways to stay in the game now he always, he's, he's dealt with that before and he always stay, and, and he always manages to play plenty um but it's massive absolutely massive that Bellinger, Muncie Seeger are, are, are going to be back uh, hopefully, the, the, hopefully the first within a week and then or within a couple of days hopefully and then the and, and then seeger in about a month's time uh, but it's absolutely huge the fact that we've been able to get the wins and losses that we have while dealing with these problems, uh, it speaks volumes for the pitching staff. It speaks volumes for the for the depth, and actually bringing in bringing in holes right before Muncie got injured, um, it, and it it turned out to be a bit of a masterstroke. Mm. Although although he's he's still a double play waiting to
0: <laughs> <laughs> God, isn't he just? But oh, you're absolutely spot on. But I, I think, and also I think the team chemistry is a, a, a really big deal as well. Look at just look at look at on the bench. Look at the. The togetherness and well, holes has been brilliant in that respect. I think you know you just got a, a ready-made you know role model, you know, and you know, you, you see him talking to the other the younger guys, and I just think he's inspirational. You know, I, I I think it was a a really really clever move to pick him up, but I I just think yeah, having us, but you know Lux, you know, great. I mean, he's you know, what a great great future he's got. I think you know perhaps down the line when Turner just can't hang. Handle it anymore at, uh, at, at the hot corner, then it, maybe it'll be Seager there, and and at, at short, and then I think we're really really set up nicely there. I mean, obviously the free agency thing is something down that, further down the line to think about, but you know if we can retain these guys, uh, and obviously Bellinger, he's going to he's going to hit his hot 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 streak at some point, and watch out, watch out opposition. Um, so yeah, I think it's all is good, and we, we're you know we're in touch, aren't we? We're right where we want to be in a tough division.
2: Uh, ab- ab- absolutely. Here's uh, a question for you. Here's a question for you. If I can, if I can just jump in. Yeah. Is go there for it. any is there any conceivable way that you can see the Dodgers trading Corey Seager to cash in for some uh, for some prospects um, uh, at a time where if, obviously offensively he's a very important part of this team, but defensively. Um, less so now. Is there any conceivable uh, place where you can see Corey Seager being traded this year before we risk free agency? Just a question.
0: Uh, anything's possible. I think you know, Andrew Friedman. I think he's he's shown you know he can what he can do. I mean, it, I think it would be a major. It was a, it would be very brave to do that. Um, I mean, that's all, that's sort of cashing in your chips, isn't it? But it's yeah who you never know you can never know in baseball the wheel the wheeling and dealing, but I think that would be that would you have to sell that to the fan base, so I think that would be difficult you know based on based, based on what happened last season, but you can never you can never tell and at the end of the day they're the ones that make the decision and you know we've got to trust trust them they he he hasn't let us down or the front office haven't let us down, have they so i I saying I would be a bit jittery about it, but you know. I, th- I think I think you're right. I mean, and
1: nothing's impossible in in, in professional sport. I, I guess it's it's a toss up, isn't it, between the you know he's, he's reasonably injury prone. When he's when he's fit and healthy, you'd want him in your team. But you, I guess, you're taking a gamble over the next X years. Are you going to have him playing more often than on the IL? Um, I, I I agree. It would be a difficult one to sell to the fans after what happened last season. But I don't think it'd be as difficult as some of the other um names i mean he's he's you know there's always that thing about oh you you can't ever trade whoever it might be from whatever team because they're such a fan favorite i think he's he's probably up there but you wouldn't put him at the very top so um yeah who do you did you have somewhere in mind who you think he might go ian
2: uh, no not at all i mean i i think he'll stay and he'll go and he'll enter free agency i do um i was just interested to see with because there is quite a class of shortstop free agents coming up this time around um yeah tigers uh Tiga's level of injury proneness um it, you know it is a, it is a concern he's he's missed plenty of time but he was also the nlcs and world series mvp last year and let's not forget that when he's when he's on he is yeah. absolutely on fire and i he's going to get paid don't... this is the thing this that's the other he's thing he's going to get paid uh, I, I...
0: big big money
2: yeah this that, that's the other thing is is it realistic that we re-sign him with the payroll that we've already got that we've already got committed and bellinger due to enter free agency the year after that's the other thing um so that you know the 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 front office have made some really shrewd moves. I mean, I don't there's, sure there's been the odd miss, but we've said on this podcast so many times, and and Brian's already said it today a couple of times, that we trust the front office. You know, they they make good moves, and I I can see, you know, a deal emerging where it would be, uh, would where it would be a tempting scenario to you know to to look into. I, I do think he'll stay. I think he'll see out the season uh, because we are, you know, we're in this to try and win the World Series this year. Mm. We're, we're not, you know, we're not, we're not thinking about rebuilding at this stage. Uh, no. And and I, I... So the only way we'd do it is if, is if we thought that we were a bet, we were a better team or as good a team without Seager in the lineup. And despite the fact that Lux is better defensively uh, and he has the potential to maybe, be as good of his, as him, as good as him offensively down the line. He's he's nowhere near uh, no. on that level at the moment. But when Seager is off, and hopefully these are short stints, he rolls the ball to first. He rolls the ball to second. He can't beat the shift, um, and you know.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think the resurgence of the Giants, which we weren't really expecting, um, the fact that the what. A, a division which we knew was going to be tough is now even tougher. And I would still question whether they've got the depth to still be there at the end of the regular season, but they're still here now. Um I, I think the, the strength of the division means, I suspect on balance, they'll try and hold on to everybody they can just to get through this year and then, and then take stock at the end of the
0: end of the season. Um, don't you think it's a good thing? I, 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 I actually no, don't like the cost, don't like the Giants. I think it's really good that they're, that, that there's a three-team mix. Um, I really do. That just makes it much more exciting. We're going to have to earn it. And we have to... We, we, we earned it last year. We'll have to earn it again. You know, I, I think the- I think
1: having a tougher journey through the season, as long as it's not so ju- tough that everybody's injured and, and shagged out, I think if it's a, if it's a, a tough regular season I think it puts you in a better frame for the for the playoffs I think if Mm -hmm. you coast through the regular season and you don't have that many tough games and you haven't got that much stress I think once you get into the playoffs you you haven't got that kind of battle hardness ready um so um yeah but exciting to be talking about the playoffs already and good to be as we've already said good to be in the mix despite all the injuries um one area where I guess if we were looking at doing any trading, we we might potentially be be looking is is com- if you just compare our batting against um, right-handed with batting against left-handed pitchers and looking to to, to to strengthen that up. So I, I, I'll I'll give you some uh, I'll give you some stats if I may. Um, so against right-handed pitchers, we have had so far um, we've got a batting average of point two five two. Left handed pitches is at 0.03 down on that. Left handed pitching, uh, batting against left handed pitching is lower also on the on base percentage. It's lower on slugging, it's lower on OPS. And if you look at sort of plate appearances, we are getting RBIs on uh, 14% of plate appearances against a right handed pitcher and 11% of plate appearances against left handed pitchers. And we're also down on runs scored and on hits. Um, clearly you've got left-handed and you've got right-handed and one is always going to be better than the other because it's very unlikely you would have identical stats against both but um, just wondered what either of you thought about our current you know whether it's something we need to be overly concerned about and whether it's something that we ought to be looking to to address in the near future um, Ian or perhaps come perhaps come to you first
2: yeah I mean it's it's no secret um, there's no secret that the Dodgers would be Open to an extra right-handed bat. Um, obviously, we have brought in Pujols, um, and that's something that has been has been very useful. You know, because of the way he's been used, uh, he's he's got a higher batting average than the way he was getting used in um, in Disneyland. And <laughs> um, but yeah, if you look at our right-handed hitters, you've got bats who who for once isn't. Um, uh, you know, a phenomenal stellar, having a phenomenal stellar season for once. Uh, you look further down the line, um, and you get probably next one to Will Smith at the regular starters. Uh, now, Will Smith is is a really good hitter. Uh, he played a he, he played a lot more last year because he was getting used as the as the universal DH on, on Barnes's days, uh, certainly against lefties. Um, and now Barnes is catching. Um, Two of five, one of five on a, on a regular basis. Will Will Smith coming out of the lineup, whereas they felt they could leave him in when he was DHing. Um, Austin Barnes obviously isn't isn't great uh, offensively, um, and he's not that great defensively either. You know, he, he I, I I can't really remember him throwing many runners out over the years. Uh, I know I know some of that's on the picture, but you know if a catcher's got an arm. It, it's definitely a bit more of a deterrent. Mm. Um, so yeah, it, there's a lot put on the likes of uh, AJ Pollock, Chris Taylor. Um, I'm not sure if I missed anyone uh, really obvious out. Turner, uh, Justin Turner, Justin Turner. Yeah, that's that's a very obvious one. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so Turner's Turner's still doing it. He's still he's still delivering at the moment. Um, Taylor's going to play. I mean, when you look at it, when you look when you look at it, you're thinking, right? Okay, we need to we need, we need to platoon an outfielder. That's 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 a way to to fix it. But then Bellinger comes back and he hits usually fairly well against both lefties and righties. Um, Betts will play both ways, and then you and then you've got Chris Taylor or, or AJ Pollock in in the other left field. You can kind of think where's where's the room because um, Turner, Seager, Lux, uh that they're all gonna. They're all gonna play. Will Smith's gonna play. So you do kind of think what possible available right-handed hitter out there would come to the Dodgers and make us better? No. Uh, I, and you kind of look at it and you just think there isn't that many out there.
0: I mean, look at our bench. I mean, or BT and McKinstry. They're all left left-handed. I mean, I, I just think it's the way baseball is. I mean, again, just to go back, it just in days of yore, it was right-handed heavy. Now it's Left, I, I, maybe, maybe I'm in, from my observation, it's more left handed, you know, emphasis on the left hand, you know, obviously trying to poke the ball through the well, what would be the gap between first and second, but with the shifts, it's uh, not, you know, those don't get exploited as much. But I uh, think they, they'll find their way through. It just It's just matchups, isn't it? It's just, I mean, oh, for a switch hitter, I mean, it's not really just doesn't really exist, do they anymore? We've I mean, like, gone, gone with the dinosaurs, the switch hitter, but um yeah but but the last year because we had what we, you we were saying about the platooning it was an obvious situation because it was, it was jot wasn't there mm-hmm. you could just couldn't hit lefties at all but obviously just productive against righties but we don't really have that sort of problem that issue now do we? it's 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 more defined um but i think batting in general was, has been down isn't it um in the in the majors so or, or the batting average oh yeah across I mean, across
2: there, the so league i mean world, yeah. last time last time i heard the league average uh, it was somewhere around 230 which is the lowest it has been in uh, in something like 15 20 years um and that could have changed in in recent weeks we've, we've certainly not had as many no hitters uh, i think we've since we started since <laughs> since i went out a bit of it the rants and said that there's too many and mlb have done too much um, there's not been any so
1: and and do you know what that 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 is a wonderful you'd you'd almost think we have been rehearsing this. this this is a wonderful segue from the two of you into the next section because we were going to move on to pitching and the use of the sticky stuff um, I'll, I'll read you something from uh, this is from USA Today it's, it's a week old so so it's it's slightly out of date but I think it's still relevant um, and it's and it's talking about since. Um, since the the MLB were, were you know so, so they're going to introduce you know stricter bans on foreign substances and all the rest of it, um, and uh, and picking up your point Ian about about batting so um, league wide batting averages, home runs, slugging, and OPS. Since the MLB announced that they were going to start strictly in, uh, checking up on foreign substances, all of those ban stats are the highest of any month of the year. And in fact, when you look at the pictures in the 11 days since um, the MLB owners were told that Lee were going to start enforcing the ban, spin rate, strikeout rate and walk rate are the lowest of any month this season. Um, discuss. Um, who'd like to who'd like to pick up on that one? Um
0: like so first, Brian, I yeah, okay. go for I, it. I, no, no well, Brian, go for it. I think, it. I think, I think you've just, I think, I think they've let the cat out of the bag. I mean, it's obvious that, well, you know, I, we don't, we can't, we can't know how many pitches we are we're we're using various substances. It's pretty obvious that a lot of them have been, and historically have been, and I just, it's just the MLB though, isn't Again, it's the way they just do this, do this thing. And if, if this, this had been sorted out earlier or beginning of the season. I think it would have been a lot easier to to, to to deal with, and everyone knows where they stand. But again, it's a sort of sledgehammer approach that they've done with everything, with steroids, with obviously with, with the Astros, or, or not ha- didn't do with the Astros. Just like, again, it just it just causes causes grief. And I can see both sides of, of, of the of the coin. You know, obviously the, the the batters are feeling like well a bit aggrieved, um, but I think the pictures have got. Uh, I think a point to a degree about in terms of grip. I think they have to have something that can, at least they can they can you know they can hold the ball without having it slip out of their hands. But um, I think yeah, I mean Trevor Bauer. see he's the he's the poster boy, isn't he for for that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'll, 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 Ian, I'll ask you a question about Bauer in a minute in terms of whether you think he's, he's been fairly treated because I've got another stat for you. This time it's from uh, from the score.com website and it's more than two thirds, uh, 67.2% to be precise, um, have had a reduced spin rate since the start of June, including 37 pitchers whose spin rate is down by at least 100 RPM. And yet, Bauer is the one who gets talked about. Ian, what are your what are your thoughts on that? I know we've talked about Bauer a few times on the podcast.
2: Yeah, I mean, Bauer is the one who gets talked about. Um, he did have a phenomenal year. It wasn't out of nowhere. He's been a good pitcher for a long time, but he did have a phenomenal last year. Uh, year last year, in the small sample size of the sixty game season, um, I imagine he would have played in, in in what about fifteen games or something, maybe, maybe less than that. Um, so he had a he had a great season. Uh, he did well. There is no doubt in my mind he was using sticky stuff. No doubt in my mind at all. I think I think most pitchers in Major League Baseball do uh, or have done uh, to to this point. Uh, and to a certain extent, I haven't got a problem with it as a player myself. I don't see it much different to hitters being allowed to use pine tar. The issue that's gone on in in very recent years is that some pitchers are taking it too far uh, and they're they're getting too much grip um I'm told it's I'm told by someone um, who follows the game in America that it's potentially more of an American League problem than a national league problem um, mainly because the the, the uh, national league pitchers have to hit or certainly the starters have to hit um so it so in terms of starting pitching, it, it could be worse. Um it could be more prevalent in the in the American League. Whether that's got any bearing of truth to it, it's just something that's been spoken about. So for me, they should just come up with a substance that either tacks the balls so that all the balls are the same. Issue with that is you know storing the balls how do you prevent any dust getting on them anything like that uh, once they've been tacked I imagine with major league baseball and, and the resources that, the, that that most clubs have it's not going to be that difficult. Um, the balls could then be inspected by an umpire uh, or you know a major league baseball official before every game to make sure that they're the right level of tack and that the same balls are used for for, for both teams so that would prevent anything going on to a pitcher's hand. The alternative thing is they just come up with a substance that they that they can spray straight on, but I already know where the issue is going to come from. That is, that is that somebody will have an allergy to whatever <laughs> they create, and they will have to come up with another substance, and you'll end up with uh, people end up with arguments about what is what is legal and what isn't legal, and um, and if any if any actually provide more of an advantage than another one. Um, I think that, I don't know if, if any of you heard Tyler Glasnow talk the other night, um, obviously a picture with the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, and he just came out straight away and he said, yes, I've used sticky stuff. Um, the, other, the other week I went cold turkey, and the next day he he was aching in ways that he had never ached before because he had to change his grip completely in order to control his pitches he felt he was gripping the ball tighter and because he's a he's a, he's an athlete who has played in a certain way for however many years those changes have really affected him and he's now on the IL you know um so there is going to be pitchers picking up injuries where this is removed and not only that there are going to be hitters picking up injuries because mm. these guys these guys throw 100 miles an hour these days it's it's mm. you know Um, and you take one off the wrist as we've seen um, you know an accidentally stray pitch inside uh, you know and and you take one off the wrist it's going to it's going to break something it's going to do damage Um, so I just think that MLB they should have looked at this in the off season they should have come up with a plan they should have come up with a way that they were going to try and police this instead they started with the minor leagues uh, then they started to randomly pull out players in games in MLB, and now it's become—I uh, think Brian uh, just said there—a sledgehammer approach, and it's absolutely, it's it's absolutely that. Um, what they the achieve? Rate, what, yeah. Well, what,
0: so just gonna what, say sorry to it, interrupt.
2: But, no, it's quite all right. The um I've spoken about, I've, I've said this before on about Trevor Bauer, but many years ago, possibly before he either changed the sticky substance that he used to use or or before he started using them at all, he came out and threw a stellar inning um, but StatCast or whatever it was, picked up that his spin rate had, had absolutely shot up for that inning and he was asked if he used something and he referred to an article that accused him of something um, like that and basically said, that's a good article you should read it so so the reason Bauer gets targeted is because he's been outspoken on the matter, whereas yeah. other people have rather have rather buried their head head in the sand, have rather yeah. steered away from it.
0: Well, don't you think MLB just constantly shoot themselves in the foot? And they've got CBA coming up at the end of the season, and it's going to be just, just they can't help themselves, can they? they just, I, don't, I really just, I really find it frustrating. The, well, it's the, it's, the, it's yeah, like the yeah. they, they organize, they run things. I mean, Manfred, I just really don't have a lot of time. No, nah,
2: like, I'm, I'm expecting, I'm expecting a shortened season next season. I'm expecting another strike. Yeah. I don't expect yeah. there to be. Uh, I mean, I, I hope I'm wrong. I don't want that to happen. But the fact that they couldn't get the University H across the line this year, which is something that both parties wanted, um, it, 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 it's, it's a concerning development.
1: I think I think I think you're you're right, and and Brian, I agree with you completely about the way MLB is run. It feels like you should be saying Siri, give me an example of a badly run professional sports mm. organization, and it would come back come back with that. I think changing rules mid-season, or or, or even if you're not changing the rules, but changing the way you emphasise the enforcement of the rules and all the rest of it, um, oh, that's just pathetic for a, for a, for a, you know. For a sport as rich and, and supposedly as well organised as, as as this, um, I suspect this is a bit. This will be a topic that we return to time and time again on um, on the podcast. As is our next topic tonight, which is the All Stars, and we've previously spoken about um, Dodgers' potential chances of getting in the All Stars, and we talked about Chris. Chris Taylor in particular on that. Uh, So we're going to return to that subject tonight, specifically on on Taylor rather than the Dodgers players in general. Um, Before we came on tonight, I just checked the the latest MLB voting on it, on the outfielders. So we've got uh, the ranking is we've got Kuna first, Castellanos, Castellanos second, then Winker, Betts at four, Soto at five, Taylor six, then Harper, Grisham and Marte um those are your top nine now they rank them or at least the stats that the mlb website give against the players names when it comes to voting are batting average home runs rbis and ops Um, and i've been playing around with the data and if you sort of rank those nine people against those four, those four stats to see where they come. If you, if, if you rank them like that, Taylor's actually the fourth highest in terms of his position against those four stats, not down at the sixth, uh, and and actually Betts is down at number nine. So we talked last time about how much of the All Stars is on stats and performance, and how much is on the kind of the personality and the pizzazz they bring to the to the game, and which is right, which is wrong, and how do you get the balance? But um, that would certainly, I guess strike a chord with bets being higher higher than Taylor at the moment. But um Ian, perhaps come to you. What what are your thoughts on um on Taylor and his all-star chances?
2: I mean I think Dave Roberts has said he's going to go. Um it's just that we'd rather you know it, it, he's he's been categorised as an outfielder because that's where he's played the majority of his time over the last few years. So when the ballot was prepared, they weren't to know that he was going to get injured. And he was going to play a lot of uh, a lot of two B, some shortstops, some third base, uh, and really, I think that they need to look at the super utility guys um, because there are several of them uh, out there. The guys who the guys who go out there and they play league average defense, uh, they move around positions, um, and they do a specialist job. Uh, and nearly every team has a guy like that. Um, they all wish they had Chris Taylor though. He's the best in the league right now in terms of what he offers in in that way. Um, it's unfortunate for for him that because uh, uh, and uh, Acuna, they're absolute shoo-ins. That they're they're, they're going to go. I think that I think they're outperforming him in every category as well. Mm. Um, uh, and then there's at least one other outfielder. Um, is it is it Winker? Yeah, um, Winker. Yeah, he's having a phenomenal season as well. So it's unfortunate because I don't think he's going to get a starting spot. Um I think he I think the Dodgers will get behind him and they'll do some campaign and I think he'll probably finish up fourth. Um, obviously Mookie Betts has still got a big following in Boston, so his num- you know his numbers are inflated. Um uh, despite the fact he's not having a great season, he's getting votes. He's you know, he's one of the nicest guys in the game as well, isn't he? If he so, is
1: carrying, if he is sorry to interrupt, if he is carrying an injury or an, uh, something slightly wrong, which I think you mentioned earlier, you wonder whether he'll pull himself out anyway just to have a few extra days,
2: a day's rest. I, he might well do. He might well do. And I think um, I think it'll be obviously the All Star Game had a year off last year. It's been it's been moved to Denver this year. Yeah. Um, and um, and I think there'll be a, hopefully be an, an appropriate amount of fanfare with with. Fans obviously starting to be allowed back in stadiums and uh, and the like now, um, so I'm um, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think that I think Chris Taylor will go. Um, I'm just not sure if because he's been because they because he sits outside of the of the categories and there are three outfielders playing better than him right now. Um, I'm just not sure he's going to get to start, which is a shame. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said. Castellanos and Winker are not from the biggest fan bases. They don't have the largest national profile, um, so there is a chance that if the Dodgers get really aggressive um, and really back Chris Taylor in the way that they did, uh, Justin Turner, I think mm. in was it 2018 or 2017, um, then there is a chance that he could he could fight his way he could fight his way in there
1: crossed. Brian what are, what are what are your yeah. thoughts on the All Stars yeah.
0: uh, well i think well I, I said super utility what a brilliant description i mean he, i think he's an under un, you know, an unsung hero i love him i think he's, he's just, he does everything right doesn't he just just the way you know bats fields throws But and also but i think also what works sometimes against guys that play on the uh, in the the western you know on the coastal time zone that that can work against you, you could I think sometimes people in the East Coast are in bed, aren't they? Or Central, they don't see something that they know Betts and they know Turner, but they're not probably going to know that much about Chris Taylor. And I think that, again, can affect um, people's uh, recognition of him. Uh, So, again, I think the the West Coasties have to do a little bit extra just to get their guys across the line. But he fully deserves to be there. I think he's, I mean, we're lucky last. I mean, we had, you know, when we had Kike as well. I mean, Kike's not as good as Chris, but I mean, we were fortunate to have a couple of what we call super, like Ian was saying, a couple of super utility players. And they're so invaluable, aren't they? I mean, he's like gold dust. Um, uh, So, no, he deserves all the recognition um, and that he can get such a valuable piece. The, the judge. The, I think if, if he was injured, I think we really would miss him.
1: Absolutely, these I love that phrase. Yeah, the super utility because they are every team. If you want to be successful, you need at least one, if not two, mm. of those. Because people get injured, people need a rest. You've got to move people around. Um, if you haven't, if you've only got
0: people who can only play one position and that alone, then you are you mm. are stuffed. Another re- um, and also quickly I just say it's another reclamation project. Another yes. fantastic move. By the front office, you know, we you know, from the Mariners, just you know, Justin Turner, you know, Chris Taylor, Muncy, Just like these are this is what this is what good front office management is all about. It's just those you know, it's canny moves.
2: Was it five years ago to this day that Chris yeah, Taylor so, yeah. joined? Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, who was a player that went the other way. Can you remember, Brian?
0: Uh, yes, it was Zach Lee, I believe. Uh, yeah, he, gets, he was regularly touted. tweeted out. Oh, he was he was so touted um to be this great pitcher. Didn't work out, did it? Hey, we got the better end of the deal. Absolutely, absolutely. And Brian, you can definitely come on these
1: podcasts again because you seem to have got the knack of setting me up for the next agenda item perfectly. Because you were talking oh, about that like, talking about the, the the front office and, and trusting them earlier and, and and the front office again there on uh with Taylor and and the front office, I guess, probably and 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 well, the whole of the whole of the management team a minus the subject of Kenley Jansen. So we we talked about him. It was red hot on Twitter near the start of the season, and people lost faith in him and can't trust him as my closer and can't definitely can't play two games running and what the hell are we doing and a bit of a weak spot. Um, since then i mean the guy's just been phenomenal and and just looking at some of the stats you know his 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 average for his career to date um up until well his, his, his era average for his career today excluding this season was was 2.37 uh, a few weeks ago when we first spoke about it his era for this season was 2.45. It's now down at 1.57 and the dreaded curse of, you know, can you play two games back to back uh, career average up until now of, of, of playing games on no days rest was just under 27% of the time in the season. He's at 43% this season and he's just pitching lights out. Um, Ian, I'll come to you first Uh, again, if I may, what, what are your, what are your thoughts on Kenley other than him being a bit of a hero?
2: that my uh, admiration for Ken Lee Janston uh, is is well known to anyone who listens for these uh, for these podcasts uh, it, I obviously made a bold prediction at the start of the year that he would that he would lead the NL in saves uh, at one point he was somewhere in the region of uh, eight back of the top uh, of the person leading and he's now three back of the person leading so Mark melanson is leading with 20. Uh, and then uh, followed by uh, Kimbrel, Hader, Hendricks. You know, pretty good, pretty good uh, closers there, really. Uh, and then you've got uh, Kenley Jansen and Reyes for the Cardinals uh, on 17. So just three back, and the Dodgers. I, you know, the Dodgers will keep giving him opportunities. It seems um, our offense isn't firing. We're not winning as many blowouts as we have before. So Kenley's going to keep getting chances. Uh, we've not got. Uh, we've we've got. Our closer by committee that we discussed at length uh, several weeks ago is a smaller group now. It's really just Trinan, and J- Trinan, and Jansen And Trinan is such a key setup guy that I, you know it, it, it just seems to have fallen into place. And I'll tell you what, every time I see that radar, go and come up with ninety-five miles an hour. Like I'm just so happy for him because he was he, he was slated. He, he, everyone was talking about his his career being over at the age he was. And you've seen the likes of other phenomenal closers uh, have careers like Jansen to, to to date at his age go on for several more years, the likes of Rivera, the likes of Eckersley. Um, and Jansen is showing that maybe he can, you know, um, and, and maybe he will. Maybe he will keep going and maybe he will start trying to chase down these, uh, you know, the, the, these saved records at, I'm, I'm not i'm not sure i think uh, i think Rivera is pretty safe but um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's uh talking you know, out i, I just i just it- love i just love seeing him i just love seeing yeah. him pitch like this it, it gives me it probably gives me more pleasure than it than, than seeing bellinger hit a home run you know um it, i'm just so happy for him with with what he's with what he's gone through the fans all been on his back he wasn't a huge key part of our world Series winning team um and he's Probably of all the players in our team, he's the one with something to prove and he's out there doing it and he's doing it every night, as you've just said.
0: Absolutely. Brian, how about you? Any, any thoughts on Kenley? Yeah, I, I think it's, it's, it's really great to see and I, mean, I will uh, openly admit I had lost faith in him and obviously when you saw that his velocity had gone down and just what was happening in those late innings, you thought, well, I think he's he's a spent force but he's he's pulled himself up and he's, He's shown grit and determination. He's done it. I, I don't think he's hundred percent won over the fans yet. I've got. I get the impression they're still waiting for him to fail. I, 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 that's an impression I get. Uh, I think there's, you know, they because of what happened last season, and then he's obviously his, his, so somewhat, you know, he's somewhat, he was somewhat declining, and I think it's going to take a little while yet for them to be fully. Like yeah this is our this is our guy, but I think he's winning them over slowly but surely, but it's a brilliant theme because that just resolves a lot of problems for doc and and the bullpen issues because I think there's been a few games where I just think yeah the bullpen 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 by committee is never a, i don't think it's a good thing on the whole it doesn't never seems to work that well in the major leagues. I think you need to have someone or a reasonable set uh, closer and a bridge to the closer and obviously. You're only as good. Then thinking you're only as good as the bridge, aren't you? To the closer as well. If you if you if, um, if you stutter, you know, in the, se- the seventh and eighth innings, then you're you're putting a lot of pressure on to the last guy. So if you get that, if you get the the setup right and or the middle relief right, then you know, and it should all work out. It doesn't work out all the time, but if if you've got a nice flow from the starter to the back end of the uh, back end of the bullpen, then you, you're you're set, aren't you? You're not going to win. You don't win championships without without you know in these days without a bullpen cuz no no one's no one's pitching complete games just to, just a to heart back to my days of the 70s when it would be like god I mean you know they would, they would just, they'd just they will be out there hundreds you know there'd be just hundreds and hundreds of pitches right to the end I mean different world different time but the bullpen's vital isn't it and you know great for Kenley uh, and, and how he carries on absolutely I mean and and, and I think
1: going back to the players returning from injury we talked about earlier if we get a few more of the few of the batters back and hopefully we can take the pressure off the bullpen and and, and kenny for a while and have a few blowout wins and um and then it'll be fresh for me. we need him in the in the playoffs at the end of the year um one one pitcher who um you know we, we talk a lot about kershaw for obvious reasons we talk a lot about bauer for also obvious perhaps different reasons um pitcher who is just playing lights out, uh, and I'm delighted that he's one of the few Dodger pitchers I've actually seen pitch in the flesh. Um, Beulah, um, any are, are we running out of superlatives to to use to describe the guy? I mean, he's just he's just
0: he's just brilliant, isn't he? Right, fantastic, yeah. Just just he's got it all, isn't he? Just I think mechanically, he looks great. It just he's efficient. He's he just yeah gets it done it's got it's got all the attributes to be an ace um i mean it's just it, yeah again it's just an, another you know another uh, farm hand you know produced and honed in our farm system bravo yeah
1: absolutely ian any 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 words of praise for for beulah that we haven't already used <laughs>
2: Um, well, no. Uh, you, 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 we are running out of superlatives. The guy's great. I think he's benefiting from um, his almost... Uh, he's he's in the shadow of Bauer. Bauer's getting all the attention. Mm-hmm. Kershaw always gets attention. Uh, and then it's almost unfair that Bueller is our number three starter. I mean, on paper, he absolutely isn't. But, um, you know, he's uh, he's won, won seven, uh, lost zero. Um I think um, so. His his career starts. He's one thirty one, lost nine. Uh, if he keeps that ratio going, uh, then then you know uh, he's 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 going to be a nailed on hall of famer if he keeps that ratio going. And obviously, it's early days in a young career, so let's not start uh, start setting the the bar that high. But I honestly think that obviously Degrom gets all of the plaudits, uh, and Degrom is. Doing things right now which are uh, inhuman, ridiculous. Mm. I think uh, I think he's he's has he got the best batting average on the Mets as well. Like you know, it, it's Degrom is doing things right now which just which just which just shouldn't happen. But obviously, he struggles to get wins. And I think right yeah. now that that Walker Bueller is the toughest pitcher to beat in Major League Baseball. Now, I don't necessarily think that he is the best. I think he could be in a few years' time because mm. he'll continue to develop. He'll continue to get stronger. He'll probably add a few more pitches to his arsenal. Uh he, he is superb, but you know what? He's not done
1: yet. No.
2: And no, no, far on, from it. He's already the, the I think the toughest pitcher to beat because he plays up because he plays on our team. And you look at his records, you look at his um win and loss records. He he just loses such a small amount of games. Um that's not to say that you know other he came out uh last night after hundred and eight pitches. <laughs> uh Mitch White had a had a bit of he's, he's been sent down to, he's been optioned today. I don't know if you saw that, but um Useta has been called up to replace him. Um but yeah uh, I mean Beulah will be um Will be disappointed that obviously he did put those two runners on base in the mm. uh, in the top of the eighth, but um, it, he'll be disappointed that that they both came in to score um, because obviously it's it, it's damaged what was otherwise a phenomenal. I mean, no hits through, no hits through seven complete And yeah. um, um, Fantastic. He's
0: he's look, look, he's, look at look at the the guys he's with, you know, in that rotation. I mean, he's probably picking up so much good information from Ker- from Kershaw. Oh yeah. You know, is is there a better, better, more prepared, dedicated pitcher than, than Clayton? I don't think there is. I don't believe there's anyone that works hard um yeah. at, at, uh, his, at his craft than Clayton Kershaw. And then to have have him, you know, uh, that one inspiration that must be, you know, look at I mean we had Dustin May earlier on. I mean he had we've got the upside on him. I mean the stuff he's got, if he can if he can come back I mean, what a rotation! Julio, May, Beulah, you know. I mean, I've Gonsolin. I think is is the question mark, isn't it? We'll see what the Cat Man can do. Hopefully tonight he'll be back to winning yeah. ways. So, um, but you know what I mean? I think that's that's fantastic. Again, you know, again, it's just the farm system. I know I'm banging on about no. it. bang. It's just this is, this is this is this is this is saving us millions and millions of dollars.
1: Well, it's how you build longevity, isn't it? You you can have a couple of good seasons if you get the checkbook out, but if you want longevity, you've got to do it through the farm system. Um, you know that's how you build it. Because as you say, it's it's just saving you millions and millions, or tens or hundreds of millions of dollars, which 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 nobody has. Um, yeah, I think we will be talking about Beulah, and and you're right to bring up May, who, who's easily forgotten given his injury. But you know, it, it, assuming he comes back, then we we we're going to have a very good young. You know, if we can keep them together, a good rotation you know, growing up through the through the system together and all who've already got all that experience of not just, you know, the playoffs and winning a World Series, but the experience of just sat with people like Kershaw and, and learning learning from him during the game, learning from him in the in the training ground. So um, I think it bodes bodes well if we can keep them keep them all fit and healthy. Um Right. Um we move now to the uh, to the predictions for the week ahead and and actually if we look slightly beyond the week ahead the next the next 9 games if you bring in the giant series as well. Dare I say it could we even be describing this as season defining? But we won't because we won't do that. We'll just talk about the week ahead. So, the we've got the last game against the Diamondbacks tonight and we don't normally talk about the final game because we're recording while it's happening. So we have three we games know. Pun?
2: We're winning that one. We're winning well, that or, one. I, don't, oh, I don't mean so. we are right now. I just mean that we're going no. to win that one.
1: We're, we should we, do, shouldn't we? We, we? Yeah, I mean, streaks are there they're to they're be stre- streaks. are there to be broken, but let's hope they just carry on losing for at least another night. Um, so we have got we got the last game against the Diamondbacks. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll assume we're going to win that. Uh, we've then got three games at the Padres and then the first three of a four-game series at home to the Cubs. So we've got six games we're looking at, three against the Padres, three against the Cubs, um, Ian, do you want to do you want to double down on your success from last week? Are you going to tell us what the predictions are going to be and and which games, if any, we're going to lose?
2: So I'll take it. I'll take it day by day uh, to start with. So uh, with that, uh, Monday we're we're facing Darvish. Um, I think the Padres are going to take that one. Um, I, I'd love to, I'd love to be wrong, but Darvish does. He's pitched well against us a few times and he's pitching well this year. So our starter is is TBD as they often are. Um, I think there's um,
1: talk it'll be Urias, isn't there? I think I saw something earlier tonight on Twitter. I think they reckon it'll be Urias. will be starting
2: it's, that it, yes, if, if everything stays on schedule, it'll be Urias. Um, and then uh, we're uh, obviously Padres again. Um I think I think we'll I think we'll take the Padres series. I think we'll take the Padres series two to one. Um, we got swept by the Cubs um, a, a little while ago, so we owe them some payback. Uh, I think. Um, I'm gonna say that we will. I need to get I need to get back at uh, my brother in law. So <laughs> do I? Do I go really confident? No, we're going win, we're going to win that one 2-1 one as well so i'm going for four and two on four and two on the week
0: brian yeah I, I i i would tend to to really, I just i think you've you said everything i would probably would have said i think i think darvish is a, a difficult if he's if he's on 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 um on point we'll struggle against him he is really good uh but I, I've am confident. I'm just, i think we we we've we we we'll, we'll we'll win we'll win the series there uh, against the Padres. Um and I think the same against the Cubs, but I don't think I don't think it'll be I'll tell you what, no, I'm gonna go for a sweep. Let's be different. Let's let's uh, let's really push the boat out. Let's sweep them cubbies.
1: Very good. So send, them, going, send
0: them back. Send them back Chicago to Chicago. So you're,
1: you're, you're going for five and one then with the, with yeah, the remaining Cubs
0: games. <laughs> go. I, I'm <laughs> going to. know st- nothing about baseball. i want to just. I've <laughs> just proved it now. I know absolutely nothing after all these years.
1: I'm going to. I'm going to stick with. I'm going to follow Ian. I'm going to go for a four, two over the course of the week. But I'm going to chicken out of telling you which two they're going to lose and who it's going to be against. But I'm going to go for a, a four and two. Um, we don't have sadly any not only do we not have any uk friendly times over the next week i don't think we have any uk friendly times now until the world Se- until world series until the <laughs> uh, until the all-star game which is a bit of a shame um but um yeah but there we go so uh bleary eyed and it's well, it's it's called dodging sleep for a reason isn't it so that just brings us to the final remarks um ian any final remarks from you
2: uh, only just to jump in and point out that you that you that you're entirely wrong about the uh, about the games before the All Star break. There's a couple. Uh, the first one is uh, the first one is uh, July the fourth, uh, which is a Sunday, which is traditionally when we get a bit of earlier baseball. But this one's super early, so even the kids can stay up and watch it. It's uh, four five p.m., um, and I think it's potentially uh, going to be one of the games that will end up on um, uh, on BT Sport, but I could be wrong about that.
1: Excellent. Thank you for that. So yes, there are a couple you're right between now and the All Star Game that we can we can enjoy without being completely bleary eyed. Uh, and Brian, any 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 thoughts or final comments from you?
0: Yeah, just to say, and to, just going back to nostalgia, it, it, if any of you guys or any Dodgers fans that have any spare time, they're not watching the Dodgers, go onto YouTube and just check out games from from that past eras. I mean, it really is a, an education. And he's a fantastic, you know, really fantastic players from, you know, from the 70s and 80s, and and even in the 90s. Um, it's really worth really worth checking out. Getting getting your Dodger history. Um, and even when we haven't been, haven't been great, we've still we're just still a fantastic organisation. I'm really proud and honoured that I picked the right team. Um, and you know, and hopefully this season we'll, we'll we'll go all the way and win it for Tommy. And for Don, and you know, let's let's get another one under the belt, and let's make this a dynasty. It's our time now, I think, and we'll just shut up, shut up the, uh, the, you know, the critics, and the, you know, and we'll, lest let, let we forget um, Dodger Stadium, South. to Get them quiet. Sounds good. Sounds
1: like a plan. <laughs> um, Brian, just before we move on, then, and I do the sort of farewells um do you want to give your twitter handle out in oh. case anybody wants to who's not following you
0: wants to follow you oh do you know i don't i will really have to find out what it is i don't know i'll well, we'll, get back to you on that one i'll i'll, I'll get back to you on that one cool. uh, well, I, I can't, it's I don't gonna be like the
2: dodgers in the uk email address which we're still waiting for uh, we'll yeah. we're,
0: we're, we'll pr- we'll
2: promote <laughs> but,
1: it when we when we put the pod out we put something on twitter we'll, uh, we'll give you we'll give you a, a push then but uh, but
0: it's been wonderful having you on and, and oh, reminiscing thank you about the old. So, so thank you for for joining us honor excellent and good I'm luck to the rest of the season you know and it's been fantastic this is really great for us Dodgers fans we've been waiting, been waiting a long time for this cool you know? well I'm sure I'm sure we will see you again
1: or hear from you again um thanks also to Ian uh, thanks to Leon for doing the, the technical wizardry um happy birthday again to to Adam uh, this is me me Ian Carlson saying thank you for listening and remember the Dodgers are still reigning defending undisputed thank you